Hello, and welcome to episode 114 of Outnumber the Podcast. This week, we're talking to you all about lunch ideas and sharing the ways that we have solved the problems of this challenging time. So we're splitting this episode into four parts. Ways to prepare ahead for lunch, some easy no-cook, also known as kids can do at lunches, ideas for using leftovers up at lunch, and ways to sneak in nutrition. We also wanted to mention that for our Patreon supporters this week, we have an awesome meal plan we've put together for an entire month of lunches, themed by week. We've got links to our favorite recipes on there. We've got tips on how to get ready for the next week. And it also includes a grocery list of everything you could possibly need to get ready for lunches that week ahead of time. So we just wanted to offer this to our Patreon supporters as a special thank you. If you don't follow us on Patreon, head over there. It's super cheap and easy way to tell us thank you for doing this podcast for you. And we love to give these bonuses to our Patreon followers whenever we can. Hello, and welcome to Outnumbered the Podcast. I'm Audrey. And I'm Bonnie. We are experienced moms to a combined total of 19 children. In our weekly episodes, we explore relatable topics using our perspectives of humor and chaos. Tune in for advice and encouragement to gain more joy in your parenting journey. Hi, everybody. We're back with another episode. And this week, we are doing another one in our food series. So we're going to be talking all about lunch. That's right. Every time we get uh, ready to do one of these, I was just telling Audrey that I love I love the prep work because I'm like, hey, when we put all this together, it sounds really, really easy. But have no fear. We still struggle too. Mealtimes are just a struggle sometimes. But hopefully, um, having all these tips in one place will be helpful for you and us maybe. <laughs> Okay, so I wanted to share something just kind of a little bit funny. Maybe you guys can relate. Um, At our house, my kids have a really hard time remembering the names of meals. Does that happen (laughs) at your house, Audrey? No. (laughs) I don't know why. It's it's the under 10 crowd. But I'll say – like, for example, we had some leftover sparkling juice from a party that we did this weekend. And my kid said, can I have one at like 10 in the morning? I said, you can have one after lunch. Oh, good. I just ate my breakfast. Or I just ate oatmeal. I'm like, no, no, no. That was breakfast. What's breakfast again? I'm like, oh, I, I don't know if we need to make some sort of game or something to help them figure out. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. Breakfast, lunch, dinner. Like, it's just, it makes me laugh every time. But I said, no, that's the one we have right before quiet time. Whatever. Anyway, so. Uh, I guess there's some confusion among my kids because in our local area, there's some people that call what we call lunch. They call it dinner and it's their big meal of the day. Like the farmers, Mm -hmm. they come in for Mm -hmm. dinner Mm -hmm. and they call it dinner. And we call supper, the third meal of the day, dinner. So sometimes there's Mm -hmm. confusion between us and other people when we're talking to them in this local area. But other than that, I think we used to say breakfast, lunch, and dinner in our house. <laughs> but your kids pick it up a lot quicker than mine. I don't know what the deal is. Maybe I, And we have pretty different cuisines for each meal. You know, it's not – I can understand maybe even mixing up lunch and dinner, although dad's home for mm. one, not the – I don't know. I don't know. If anybody has tips for me, let me know. <laughs> I don't know if my kids That's kind of cute. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bonnie and I were, were chatting because lunch – Lunch should be easy. And um, it's, I, I kind of see lunch as a, the easy meal of the day, but then I always struggle when it comes to lunchtime. So we're going to share a whole bunch of stuff in this episode. And also, it's a chance, 
I use lunch as a chance for kids to learn or up their cooking skills. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, I think we should look at lunch as an opportunity to have fun, be a little more experimental, right? Breakfast, kids wake up and they're starving first thing and you want to have something healthy. Um, Dinner is kind of the family meal usually. You want something substantial, last them through the night. But lunch, I think, is a little bit more fun. You don't have, doesn't have to last forever. It can be um, a chance to experiment, like you said. It can be um, a chance to use up leftovers. We do that all the time. Um, So hopefully this kind of takes off some of the stress of figuring out what to figuring out what to feed your kids for lunch. Yeah. Yeah. So we got a whole bunch, like we've packed this episode full in um, for you guys. So, but first we want to talk about why lunch kind of seems like a challenging meal for us to fix when it should be so easy. So lunch, lunch is a challenging time for us because I'm usually right in the groove in the middle of school and I have to stop or somebody has to stop and fix lunch. And another thing is lunch is only four-ish hours after breakfast. And so you're not super hungry like you are at supper time. I find when I'm hungry, I'm a better cook because I know exactly what sounds mm-hmm. and tastes good. But lunch is like, eh, I just ate. I could go another couple hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, in fact, I found that happening to me a lot lately because I'm about to have this baby and my stomach is just full, you know? Mm. So I'll eat a couple bites of somebody's sandwich and then be like, yeah, I'm going to get some good. So I'm not very motivated to make anything good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, same, same, similar challenges for us as well. School time issues. Um, it needs to be done. I feel like breakfast and dinner, we're a little bit more flexible with time, depending on when we wake up or when dad gets home. Um, but lunchtime has to be like right on the dot at 12 for us because of nap time and because of my work time. And so if I'm going to keep my schedule on for the day, it has to be very, a very strict time. And that kind of, I don't know, it kind of cramps my style a little bit (laughs) because I can't be as creative, you know? Um, and, and also I think our, our kids tend to want the same things over and over, which really bothers me because I am not the kind of person who can eat the same thing over and over and over. <laughs> if I see a bean burrito one more time, I'm going <laughs> to lose it. <laughs> oh, yes. That is so true. That, um, I, I, In fact, if I don't get lunch early enough, sometimes I have kids falling asleep before lunch and then you have to figure out when to feed him and what to feed him and ugh. Yes, it's challenging. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we're going to split this episode into four parts. How to prepare lunches ahead to make it easy for yourselves. How to have easy lunches that require no cooking, which is also known kids can do it themselves, lunches. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Ways to make leftovers more exciting for lunch. And then sneaky health food lunches or ways to sneak extra nutrition in at lunchtime. And let's be honest, Bonnie and I are mostly recording this episode because we need help with these ideas too. So (laughs) hopefully by listening to us chat and discuss about this and gather all these ideas into one place, this will help somebody else with lunchtime too. Yeah, we are all in this together for sure. Okay, so starting off with ways to prepare lunch ahead of time. So especially if you're kind of in a time crunch or you're trying to get littles fed before quiet or nap time, um, you can use the weekend or like one specific designated prep day to your advantage to make ingredients that can be used to create fast and easy lunches. So we love doing this. Um, I like to do it a lot on Mondays. Sometimes if we have a little extra weekend time, we'll do it then as well. Absolutely. So... Um, yeah, the better prepared you can be ahead of time, the easier that lunch goes. So we came up with some, um, ideas on how to make lunch as easy as possible. So, um, two really, really easy 
ways to make lunch easy for yourself are cook up a big batch of ground beef or um, cook up a bunch of chicken breasts and shred them. And we're going to link in the show notes a super easy way to shred chicken. It's like mind blowing. You'll you'll never try to shred chicken with two forks again. <laughs> uh, but then so make it easy for yourself. Um, and then hang on, because we also have a whole a list of a whole bunch of things to make with this already cooked ground beef and the shredded chicken. But other ideas before we get into that, other ideas are salad ingredients prepared ahead of time. Now, I'm kind of the salad geek because I make myself a salad for lunch every single day or at least a minimum five times a week. And I've done this for maybe three years now. So I'm just like the salad queen at lunchtime. (laughs) So I'm a huge proponent of making enough, you know, shredding enough lettuce or chopping up enough vegetables or whatever, whatever kind of salads I'm going to be making that week and have all the ingredients ready. Just put it out like a little salad buffet. Um, okay, make two or three pans, depending on how big of your family is, make two or three pans of lasagna or enchilada. And then you've got a ready to go lunch that just needs to be stuck in the oven and warmed up. You eat one at a separate time and then you've got one for later in the week. Um, make a couple of meatloafs. So like if you're making meatloaf for supper, make two and have one for a lunch later in the week. Oh, one thing that we absolutely love is brisket. Brisket, beef brisket is... Um, very cheap per pound. And we figured out how to cook it really well. You don't have to have a smoker to do it. We have a smoker, but you can cook beef brisket very well. And then it's super easy. It's already cooked and you can um, just warm it really easy for lunch. Pulled pork is the same way or make a huge pot of soup and have that more times through the week. And then tons of Instapot recipes um, that you can do. If you have an Instapot, throw everything in when you're cleaning up breakfast or throw everything in the night before when you're cleaning up supper and by lunchtime, it'll be ready. Yes. I love these ideas. And, and, um, making lots of extra meat or protein of some kind is just one of the easiest ways of making quick and easy lunches, because as long as it's done and in the fridge, you just pull it out, heat it up and throw it in a bowl, throw it in a tortilla, throw it on some bread, whatever, uh, makes things really, really simple. In fact, I will also share in the show notes, our favorite barbacoa beef recipe. I found this recipe a little while ago. It is so easy. You throw everything in a crock pot, And it just cooks all day and we make like three times as much as we need for a meal. And then we just pick at it all week long and it's delicious. So, so many great recipes to do with that, that sort of thing. Yeah, that sounds amazing. I need that recipe right now. (laughs) Uh, Okay. We promised you a big list of stuff that you can do with that already cooked ground beef. So you can make nachos, you can make burrito bowls, you can throw in a can of ready-made pasta sauce and make spaghetti, Um, taco salad. Here I am back to the salads. (laughs) You can make tortilla pizzas where you take a tortilla, warm it up a little bit, put pizza sauce on it, and then throw on the ground beef some mozzarella cheese on the top, throw it under the broiler, boom, you have a fun tortilla pizza lunch. Ooh, chili. I will always eat chili every day. I could eat chili for the rest of my life. (laughs) Loaded baked potatoes. So you put some out this already cooked ground beef warmed up, cheese, sour cream, bacon, whatever your kids like on loaded baked potatoes. And, um, 
butter, salt, and pepper, olives, whatever. My kids love all sorts of things, unloaded baked potatoes. And that's an easy, fast thing to do with already cooked ground beef. And then there's a recipe, um, cheeseburger biscuit. And I think my grandma made this one up because I didn't really, I couldn't really find it online. So I'm going to take just a second to tell you how to make this because it is just so easy to make. So you take the crescent rolls that you can buy in a roll at the grocery store, you know, mm-hmm. in the, in the produce or in the dairy section by the eggs, you know, those and you whack them Mm -hmm, on the counter, mm -hmm. pop them up. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you take one um, can of those and you spread it out on the bottom of a nine by 13 pan. You put in your ground beef mixed with um, like sloppy Joe seasonings and a little bit of tomato sauce in there. And then you put a layer of cheese and then you put another layer of those um, crescent rolls on top spread out flat. So we call this cheeseburger biscuit. It's like a cheeseburger, but it's cooked and it's that nice flaky, buttery crescent roll oh, on the yeah. top and bottom. <laughs> you can't Yum. eat it with your hands. You have to eat it with a fork, but that's so easy and such a good lunch too. Ooh, yum. Now I'm hungry again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're pregnant. It doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. So many great ideas. And once you have a container of cooked, um, you know, ground turkey or ground beef, you can just Google it. And there's a billion and one more recipes that you can use. A couple ideas for chicken, shredded chicken are nachos again, burrito bowls, which my kids love. And I love anything that they can customize themselves so they don't have to complain about what's in it. They can put whatever they want on it. Yeah. Um, White chicken chili is one of my favorite things to eat, especially when it's chilly outside, so to speak. Uh, Quesadillas, again, salad, chicken salad, really any flavor you can do. Uh, like a Mexican flavor, you can do a Greek flavor, just anything under the sun. Uh, barbecue chicken, either alone or like on a on a slider, you know. Um, chicken tacos, chicken noodle soup, heroes, like so many options. And shredded chicken in the fridge means there's always something within 20 minutes that I can make and feed kids. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Love all those ideas. Okay. Now we're going to move on to number two, easy, no cook lunch ideas that kids can make or help make. Okay. I have a confession. You want to know it, what it is? Yes. I never cook lunch. <laughs> That's awesome. Good for I, you. <laughs> I, have, I always have, um, this is an opportunity for my kids to take ownership of a meal. So this year, this school year, it happens to be two of my sons and they rotate days um, of the week. One does Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and the other one does Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. They do lunch. And it's an opportunity for my nine-year-old and my 15-year-old to take ownership of a meal. And they can get as creative as they want. They can do leftovers, but they can also do, like nine is a little young to be using the stove. So he's using some of these easy lunch, no cook ideas if he's not doing leftovers. Um, It's an opportunity for them to learn new cooking skills and experiment with different tastes and combinations and ingredients. So lunch is super easy for me because I never fix anything except my own salad. (laughs) That's brilliant. So brilliant. Yeah. And so little pressure, right? Like if you screw something up at lunch, so what? Throw it out and eat something else. Whereas dinner, big pressure, right? Everybody's starving. The whole family's gathered around, et cetera. Yeah. So I love, love, love that idea. A few easy lunch ideas. Let's now really everything that we just described in the using the leftover beef or chicken can almost all be done by kids because the meat cooking part is done. So they can just yeah. kind of assemble it. But a few other ideas are sandwiches, obviously, egg salad, especially if you've made a bunch of boiled eggs ahead of time, any sort of wraps or salads, they can just put out the ingredients and kids can 
put in what they want. Um, bento boxes or little things. I think we talked about this in one of our other episodes. Yeah. Just pulling out the random things that are in the fridge. Here's some meat. Here's some cheese. Here's some carrots. Here's some apples. And just letting kids pick and choose what they want. Um, pita pockets, similar to wraps, a cheese and cracker or, or charcuterie board. That's always really fun. Um, tuna, either salad or, or sandwiches, wraps, chicken salad, cold pizza, uh, meat and string cheese roll-ups. So they can just roll that meat around the cheese and munch away and they're good usually for a couple of hours. <laughs> oh man, I love all those ideas. Okay, two things. I'm going to link in the show notes um, of some bento box ideas because oh my goodness these are so gorgeous and beautiful and easy and nutritious for kids to make and they kind of have fun like especially if you buy them the little bento box containers where they have the different sections and you say okay you need to put it in a protein and a vegetable and and they just have super fun so yeah we're gonna link that one in the show notes the other thing i was gonna say is i made the mistake of showing um my 12-year-old daughter pictures of charcuterie boards. <laughs> and she is so into it now. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she makes them like every opportunity she can. She just has fun filling out all these boards. And then it's kind of fun to, you know, pick off of them and select what you want. And as long as everything on the board is something you like or want your kids to eat, have at it, you know, have fun. Yeah, exactly. And it's such a creative pursuit, right? So it's such a fun thing to put a kid in charge of. It's like, make, make us a pretty display. Let's yeah. see what we can eat. Yeah. I was going to mention along with the bento boxes is I know that there are a, a vast majority of you probably are sending kids to school and needing to either direct them and their packing of lunches ahead of time or, or you're doing it yourself. And um, so many of things, I think sometimes we get locked into a box when packing lunches for whatever outing or, or school or whatever. Ha-ha, that it has to pun. be like... <laughs> sorry. That was a good pun. <laughs> yes, we get locked into the box of um sandwiches and an apple or something, but there are so many different options. And there and really, especially if you have like the pre-cooked meat, it doesn't need to be heated up. They can totally eat a taco salad cold. Um, or a burrito bowl cold or whatever, because it's been in their lunch for or in their box a couple hours. That's okay. Um, you know, obviously as long as it's cooked, like we mentioned, but I'm <laughs> just a challenge to kind of, um, broaden your horizons a little bit and, and get your kids feedback. And what else should we do? What else should we try out for lunch and see how it works? Yeah. Kids really do love to help. And lunch is a great opportunity to turn them loose. We do have a couple tips though. So like Bonnie's, um, tip of that she gave in another episode about food of no more than, did you say two helpers at a time yeah, in the kitchen? Yeah, we do two helpers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I do is I give my kids uh, on lunch, one person is in charge. And if another person wants a day on lunch, they can have a different day. But otherwise you've got 18 different things pulled out and you've got six kids doing six different things and your entire mm-hmm. kitchen is a tornado and it and it takes two hours to clean up lunch <laughs> so mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I give one kid ownership of it and they they're the boss that day and everybody else has to eat you know what was what that child provided and then another day they get their turn at it and so it's not everybody in the kitchen making a mess at once that helps me keep my sanity <laughs> right yeah. So then they either get like one day a week or a couple days a week or one week per month. And that helps me keep my sanity. Yeah. You know, we've also noticed that kids prefer uh, more variety at lunchtime simply because they're easier meals. And so if a kid is in charge, we do something similar. But if I'm in charge, 
um, I'll basically just pull out ingredients for two different things. Sometimes I give them a little bit of option so they feel like they're not always locked into exactly what somebody else is making for them. But but no more than that because, you know, yeah, sanity. You got to keep your kitchen looking halfway deep. <laughs> I know. And my final tip is it, when your kids are just first getting used to doing this, help them plan ahead. Say, okay, you're in charge of lunch this week or your lunch day is going to be on Thursday. What are you planning to make? Do you need me to get any ingredients from the store? Or, you know, let's make sure if you're making tuna, let's make sure we have enough tuna for everybody. And, you know, so just help them plan ahead and get into the routine of it. But once they're... Once they're trained, they're, I mean, set them free. They're really good at this. Yeah. Yeah. And they get really creative too. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So moving on to number three, talking about leftovers. Um, So obviously there's the option of using it as is, which if it's a meal that went over really, really well with my kids, we just reheat it as is. But for some reason, even the meals that my kids eat fairly happily, they're not always happy about having leftovers with, unless it was something that they just absolutely loved. So we more often than not repurpose them into something a little bit different, which is like we said, why why the plain meat option is so promising because you can change it into a million different things. Um, But just kind of get creative. Uh, See if you can take something that was maybe broken down like a burrito bowl and repurpose it into a enchilada or something else so that it looks different. Kids think they're getting more variety, but it's really the same ingredients that you don't have to waste. (laughs) Yeah. So for example, eggs can be turned, hard boiled eggs can be chopped up and turned into egg salad or fried eggs can be um, made into huevos rancheros or my kids love anything thrown into a tortilla topped with cheese and fried. They're like, oh, mom, this is so good. And it's like anything I throw in. <laughs> chicken becomes chicken salad. Turkey becomes white chili. Steak becomes steak sandwich or, or fajitas or so many different ideas you, to just um, – change them into something different. So if your kids didn't like it or didn't want to try it the first time, you know, maybe throw it in a tortilla and they're like, hey, turnips in a tortilla. Hmm, it's kind of good. Yeah. Yeah. Great way to use up leftover vegetables, especially if it was something that my kids didn't love on its own. All I do is throw it into, you know, the leftover soup or something or chop it up and put it in a burrito and they're none the wiser. It's pretty great. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And just get creative. Uh, You can always use Google, Pinterest, have fun, ask your friends what they're eating for lunch um, and look at those leftovers as an opportunity to get creative and also reuse this food that otherwise would be wasted because uh, especially when it comes to a bigger family, when you have a lot of leftovers, it's a lot of food waste unless you can repurpose it. Yes, that is that is true. And frugality is like lunchtime, again, being an opportunity, an opportunity to uh, <laughs> to use up those leftovers and save some money. Okay, so our last section is ways to sneak in healthy items are a little more nutrition at lunchtime. Okay, so let me be honest. Um, I think it's okay to slide a little on nutrition at lunchtime, especially if a kid is learning or trying to learn new things. But there are ways to sneak in a little nutrition. Um, So I just keep in mind that if they were provided a healthy breakfast just a couple hours before and they're going to have a healthy supper, it's okay to fudge a little bit on on lunch. I remember there was a couple years when my kids were a bunch younger and lunch was just too hard. And at least three days a week, we had microwave burritos because my kids liked it. They ate it. And that was what made lunch easier for me. I know it wasn't nutritious, but they got a healthy breakfast. They were going to get a healthy supper. And that was the time of life that we were in. Right, right. And that's so important to remember that 
when I look at my kids' nutrition, I, we may have talked about this in the breakfast episode as well, to look at it more of like a weekly thing and not a daily thing, especially when you're talking like little ones that don't, you know, toddlers that are just super duper picky. Um, I like to, instead of thinking, wow, all she ate was string cheese and yogurt today, like the whole day. <laughs> instead, I think, yeah, but the next day she downed her green smoothie. So it's okay if it's balanced on a weekly basis, less so than on a daily basis, right? Yes, yes. My toddler and my three-year-old and one-year-old are in a current stage where they don't eat anything off their own plate, but they'll only eat things off other people's plates. So I'm just like, oh my goodness, <laughs> little brats, but at least they're eating vegetables off other people's plates sometimes. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, a couple ideas to um, sneak in some of that nutrition is offer some raw fruits and veggies. Like sometimes my kids will just have a ham sandwich every day for four days, but they've always got some apples and almond butter and carrots and hummus, something on the side that I know they're getting a little bit more nutrition. Um into their little bodies. Uh, yogurt popsicles are always a fun idea. Kids love anything frozen. Green smoothies, which on that note, we often freeze leftovers and make them into popsicles. Kids love yes. those as well. Audrey's talked about her seaweed snacks that our kids love, which we still have to try. They sound delicious. <laughs> um, sneaking in whole grain breads instead of white. Um, there are a lot of really great whole grain options right now that don't taste like dirt. So that's fun. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. I can't even buy white bread. I don't I don't care for it myself. I have to have mm-hmm. something that just tastes a little more nutritious. And so my kids um, have learned to love that as well. Um, and then adding nuts, avocados, other healthy fats um, into their lunchtime routine is an easy way as well. Yeah. I'm always like, hey, who wants a yogurt popsicle? And they're like, me, 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 me. And I'm like, haha, this is the yogurt you didn't eat at breakfast time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Just remember, like we said in um, our episode on what we eat and feed our kids, if sweets aren't offered, like they'll eventually choose healthier things. You are in charge of what's brought into the house. So if you don't want your kids eating white bread, why are you buying it? (laughs) If you don't want your kids eating Twinkies, why are you bringing them in the house? (laughs) Yeah, you can always hide them for yourself if need be. (laughs) We got lots of tips for that too. Yeah, maybe we should do a whole episode about that. Yeah. <laughs> Our favorite hiding spots for junk food. Yeah, for sure. Oh, or for man. the high quality chocolate that kids are too. Yes. Oh, not good enough for. I know. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. So just as a final thought, I know that meal planning is difficult and frustrating and it's hard enough even to just come up with a healthy, nutritious and filling ideas for breakfast and dinner. So let's give ourselves a break at lunchtime. Um, make sure that we're allowing ourselves a little bit of extra flexibility, some creativity, some chance for kids to explore. Um, and then we're making it easier on ourselves by prepping a little bit ahead of time. Yes, absolutely. And just keep in mind, like kind of, I wanted the the idea of this episode to be that lunch is an opportunity. So if you look at it as an opportunity, you can like kind of have a different mindset about it. Like it's not all, uh, it's lunchtime and they're hungry again. Why do these dumb kids have to eat so often? (laughs) But use it as an opportunity for, for doing all these four things that we, you know, suggested. Okay. It's an opportunity for me to show that I'm prepared and I'm on top of it this week and I can, um, have lunches prepared ahead of time. And, you know, even if you sat down and set up a menu of five things we're going to have for lunch this week, and you rotated through them every week, your kids would be getting, you know, pretty good nutrition if it was five, five different things. And you, I I remember listening to this um, episode, I think it was Live Free Creative. And she said she kind of has a set meal plan for supper for every meal 
all the time and they just eat that and they don't get tired of it because, you know, one night is Mexican and they don't always eat burritos. Sometimes they have tacos and sometimes they have, you know, different options. But just she was um, making the point that taking away the decision making has made mealtime really easy, supper time really easy for her. So if you like, if it's just too much to figure out what to do at lunchtime, just set a menu and stick with it for a month. And um your, your kids will be fed. They'll, you know, if they, like we said, if they're not, um, they're, they've had a healthy breakfast and they're going to get a nutritious supper. And if they don't like what's offered, they can just skip it and then they'll eat more of the healthy supper later down the road. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, one final thought I wanted to share. I forgot to share in the salad section when we were talking about salads is that we have a really cool little condiment tray that we stick in the fridge. A really, really easy way to save chopped up um, ingredients for things like burrito bowls or salads or whatever. Because I don't know about you, but there's nothing I hate more than like having leftover chopped lettuce and tomatoes and olives and whatever and having to figure out a way to store it all in the fridge. So um, we use this really cool little condiment tray that you can store like five or six things in. So I'm going to share a link to that as well. That makes things a lot easier when it comes to those smorgasbord type lunches. Yeah, that sounds really good. And another thing you can do is, I don't know if you've ever seen like the mason jar salads. So you could have your salad oh. all assembled ahead of time and in the mason jars and just pull out a mason jar and there's your lunch. Yep. That sounds delicious. All right, you guys. So we hope this episode was helpful to you to give you some new ideas for lunch, to see lunch as an opportunity to have fun or get creative use up leftovers, teach kids a little bit about cooking, or just take the stress off yourself that um, it's not it's not a huge deal because you're feeding them other things other times in the day that are healthier and you can just let it slide a little bit on lunchtime. So if you've enjoyed this episode, you guys reach out to Bonnie and I and give us some of your favorite lunch ideas. Remember this episode was for us and we want your ideas too. Hey, you guys, just a quick Reminder that if you leave a review on iTunes in the month of March, you'll be entered to win one of two coaching sessions with Bonnie. So please head over to iTunes if you enjoyed this episode and leave us some feedback. Thanks. Thanks for listening, friends. Click the link in the show notes to subscribe to our email and never miss another episode. Show us some love by leaving a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with a friend. Thanks for all your support. We'll talk to you next week. Ugh, the one thing when the three-year-old shows up, but when her big <laughs> sister's standing there right next to her, I'm like, can you go away now? Good I night. know. I just had to mute myself to yell at my 12-year-old too. 12 year old too. I'm like, do you realize it sounds like there's a herd of elephants downstairs underneath of me? Ugh. Well, and she she likes to let her come over here so she can ask me if she can watch a movie. I said, yeah. no, you know that's the rule. You're in charge. So she doesn't have to watch TV. So I don't have to rely on technology. Oh. Uh, okay, anyway.